Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kramer, and I'm back after a couple weeks off broadcasting or podcasting, I should say, podcasting again. I didn't take off for any good reason. I just got way too busy to do these podcasts. Uh, my design is to send out or, you know, to put out one one a week, uh, but uh, that just doesn't always happen. I, I do my best and there for a stretch of a few weeks, I wasn't able to put out any podcasts. My wife and I have been involved in a, a building project, a renovation project, I should say, in our dining room. And uh, that has just absorbed so much of our time, evenings, weekends, and so on and so forth, that till the day is done, I just don't have time to, to get this podcast recorded and then edited and then uploaded and all the other stuff. So apologize for the, my faithful listeners. Thanks for coming back. Uh, hopefully, this, with this podcast, I will be back on track. For my uh, return to podcasting podcast... We're going to keep it a little on the light side today, at least I think that it is, it is with a title that um, that is, you know, maybe intriguing to some people. Uh, perhaps this is clickbait, as they like to call it, you know, get, just getting people to to tune in based on the title because the content <laughs> may uh, disappoint you. I don't know, but um, you know, what does the Bible tell us about UFOs, uh, or is there alien life out there somewhere? What does the Bible have to say about alien life, uh, alien life forms? Well, um, you know, first about UFOs. Uh, if we're gonna, uh, uh, you know, if we're going to use that word properly, the UFO is uh, is an abbreviation, or it stands for unidentified flying objects. So any object that is unidentified and is flying might be classified as a UFO. You know, something that is unknown. Um, but generally, when people talk about UFOs, they're not talking about simple things that are flying that are not unidentified. They're really talking about alien life forms, and I think is is what really people want to talk about. You know, although I do remember back in the '70s, um, when I was a teenager, there was a Bible called The Way, um, and it was a it was a paraphrase. And I remember for it, it, it contained notes uh, with uh, the different books of the Bible, maybe even some notes with the chapters and so on and so forth. I don't remember how, how often the notes were sprinkled through. But I do remember in Ezekiel chapter 1, the Bible, the, the way, this paraphrase, talked about uh, Ezekiel's vision in chapter 1. And it related it to a UFO. And I thought this is a this is a UFO sighting. Um, and I remember back in the seventies, I was a young teenager, and I thought, "Oh, cool, man, <laughs> far out," because those are the words we used back in the seventies. Uh, I thought, "Oh, that's cool. You know, this is a this is a UFO. It's in the Bible, man. This is cool." Um, but it, it's it's really not an unidentified flying object. This this object that Ezekiel saw in his vision was actually identified uh, further on in that chapter, uh, chapter one, it's verse twenty-eight. It says that what you what uh, Ezekiel had seen was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. So that's what it was. It was identified. This is not a UFO, and there's no reason to believe that it's extraterrestrial being, beings, or at least uh, beings that might live on another planet. Um, and so certainly it was not a UFO in any event. 
Now, in the book of Revelation, there are, there are some real strange things described uh, by John, who wrote the book of Revelation. Uh, some of these things are actually flying. However, there's no reason to believe that they are also unidentified flying objects. In most cases, these objects are, or these beings are identified in his vision. And whether they even existed in reality, it's not clear to me. You know, whether John um, saw this vision and it remained a vision, or whether he was actually transported somewhere and he saw them in reality, I, I'm not completely sure about them. So if, they, if this was strictly a vision, then these things did not exist in, in reality. Uh, you know, he was just seeing them, I suppose you could say, but they didn't exist. And, and if he was transported, uh, in any event, they were identified. So we have no reason to believe that they were UFOs as well. And so I, I'm not um, convinced in any way that the Bible talks about unidentified flying objects. Uh, I think that the objects that fly in the Bible sooner or later are identified and we have an idea of what they are. But I think the real question is, what about intelligent life on other planets? And that's that's what I'll spend a little bit of time talking about today, although not a lot, because I think the Bible is kind of quiet on the matter. In fact, let me begin by saying that in my opinion, I believe that the Bible neither affirms or denies the existence of intelligent life on other planets. I think the Bible is silent on that. It doesn't say that there exists life, on, intelligent life on other planets, and it doesn't deny that there's a ton of life on other planets. I'm pretty familiar with the Bible, and I think I can say um, with, with confidence that the, the Bible just doesn't say anything about that at all. So I guess you could turn off the recording at this point because that's all I really have to say about the, the matter. But I'm, I'm just going to add a few few other comments as we go along. Um, you know, the, the first thing I'll point out is that the Bible is rather geocentric. And what I mean by that is the, the, the prefix geo, G-E-O, has to do with, uh, you know, uh, uh, geography or, or land. It comes from the same prefix that geography comes from. And, and the earth. Um, and the Bible is very earth-centered. And by that, it means that the, the focus in the Bible is really God's working here on this planet, earth. Uh, it mentions the sun. It mentions the moon. It mentions the stars in passing. But but really, it mentions those those celestial bodies only in relationship to the earth, what's going on here. And so everything that we read about in the Bible is really about what's going on here. Occasionally, there are visions of heaven. Uh, occasionally, there are you know visions of, of these places, these um, heavenly places. But it it's really has to do with life here on Earth in relationship to that. So it's very ge a geocentric written book. As a matter of fact, because it was so geocentric, geocentrically written, um, that many uh, medieval uh, philosophers and and just Bible students felt that the Earth was the center of the universe because it's the center of the Bible. Um, and of course, I don't know if the Earth is the center of the universe. I mean, I don't know how big the universe actually is. Uh, it's certainly not the center of the solar system. And I think that was one time it was thought that the Earth, you know, was in the center of the solar system and everything revolved around it. And I think part of that was gained from looking at the Bible and thinking, well, it's so Earth-centered, we must be the center. 
but we know that the Earth is not the center of the solar system now. Uh, the Sun is, and again, I don't know the center of the universe. I, I don't know how big the universe is. I don't know if anybody can say, and maybe the Earth is. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. That's beyond my capacity to comment on. But just because the Bible is geocentric, it does not mean that there is no intelligent life on other planets. Now, I will say that I'm kind of doubtful about it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not real hopeful that there exists out there on some other solar system or some other planet this intelligent life that might be uh, comparable to human life. I'm, I'm just not real hopeful that that exists. I don't care if it does. I mean, that's that's not a you know not a concern of mine either way. But I I'm I, I'm pretty doubtful, and I and I'll share why. Um, in in Genesis chapter three, we have the description of the fall, uh, the fall of humankind. Uh, of course, God created uh, the heavens and the earth. Um, he created it very good. He created life very good, and um, you know it was it, everything lived in harmony. And in Genesis chapter three. We have the account of how humankind rebelled against God, and as a result of that, the whole creation uh, seems to have been cursed. As a matter of fact, um, God, in response to Adam's disobedience, uh, he, in Genesis chapter 3, he cursed the ground for your sake. In other words, it sounds as if this, this sin that humankind brought into the world had a very far-reaching effect, uh, that, it, that it not only affected our lives and our relationships to one another and our relationship to God, but it somehow seems to even have affected this world in which we live in. You know, uh, God told Adam, by the sweat of your brow, you'll, you'll uh, earn your bread. Um, uh, thorns and thistles will now grow up. Uh, so something happened to the earth as a result of the fall, it would seem. And I suspect not just the earth, but the whole creation. Matter of fact, um, Paul seems like he might allude to this in Romans chapter 8 when he uh, he says that the whole of creation was subjected to your uh, fertility. That's um, futility. That's in Romans chapter 8, verses 20 through 22. Paul talks about how the whole of cre- the whole creation has been affected. And so that leads me to believe, or at least let's say this, it opens the door, in my opinion, to the possibility that all of creation all of the universe, uh, the, all the physical universe was somehow affected by the fall of humankind. Now, if that's the case, and let's say there does exist on some other planet, uh, this intelligent life form, and when I say intelligent life form, I'm implying more than just a a dog, uh, you know, more, more than just a, an intelligent being, but one perhaps that even exists with a soul like you and I. Uh, and that's important to note because of all of creation, God breathed his um, the breath of life into um, humankind. Uh, you know, God breathed his breath into our nostrils and and created us with a living soul. And so we stand out uh, against all of creation as being somewhat different. So when I'm talking about intelligent life, I'm not I'm not just talking about an animal that that it possesses intelligence somewhere, but life that maybe replicates or or mirrors or or somehow looks like human life out there. 
in the sense that it has a soul. Now, I'm, I'm extremely doubtful of that. I'm open to the possibility, but I'm doubtful. And I'm doubtful because if, in fact, there is life out there with a soul, it would seem that that life also would have been subjected to this futility that Paul talked about in Romans chapter 8, that somehow it may have also fallen. And there seems to be no, well, no price paid for that life. I mean, I, I, there may be. I don't know if the sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross has has um, paved the way for intelligent life on other planets to also be born again. I mean, I, I suppose it could. It doesn't say. Um, I mean, we read uh, in, in John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Um that he gave his only begotten son, you know. So, so Jesus died for the world, and and he actually mentioned that on a few times that he had he had come to ransom us here, uh, in this world. Nothing beyond that, um, you know. There's no mention of Jesus that his sacrificial death or that his mission or ministry was to reach life on other planets. Um, so, again, the Bible just seems to be really, really silent on this. We, you know, There's just no indicators, in my opinion, for us to believe that there is uh, intelligent, soulful life out there. I suppose there could, but if you're going to try to squeeze it out of the Bible, I think you'll, hard, you'll be hard-pressed to do that. Now, someone might say, but what about these you know, very well-documented sightings of uh, unexplained flying objects or maybe even alien encounters or abductions or things like that. I mean, there seems to be some, uh, not, I don't think that there are many, um, but there seems to be some events that has that are fairly well documented um, by reliable sources that something weird happened. Um, I'm not talking about abductions. I'm talking about just encounters. Um, pilots in the airplanes have seen objects and have just been totally unable to explain them. Now, if they're un- unable to explain them, I, you can't expect me to explain them. I don't know what they are. Um, you know, if, if it's not life from other planets, what is it? Well, the Christian worldview actually does offer something to consider. Uh, again, I'm not saying that this is the case. It's just something to consider. Um, and that is, and, and, and this is, I'm not the first person to suggest this theory. This has been brought up by a lot of different people, is that it's very possible that some of these UFO sightings are really the work of Satan. Now, that may seem bizarre to you. I, I don't know if that seems to make any sense or not. But it's, I mean, I'm just saying it's possible. Um, the Christian worldview believes in a spiritual um, dimension. We believe that there are spirits. There are good spirits, such as angels. Um, and the Christian worldview also believes that there are evil spirits, so Satan and his demons. Um, and we have occasions in the Bible where these demonic spirits have in some way manifested themselves. They've in some way encountered humans, whether to, to take over their bodies or to somehow present themselves. This has happened, and so it would seem possible then that if they could do that, 
that they could manifest themselves in other ways. Now, again, I'm not saying that this is the only explanation and that all UFO sightings are the work of the devil. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just suggesting that is possible, I suppose, that some of the sightings that can't be discounted as, you know, weather balloon or Air Force testing of, you know, new planes or whatever the case may be, that it is possible that it is demonic. That's one thing to take into uh, consideration. Now, I, I think that probably people who are very interested in UFOs and very interested in extraterrestrial life and things like that would generally reject the idea that this is satanic. And I don't know why. Um, if you uh, spend any time looking at uh, their websites, looking at their uh, forums, and I did a little bit, not not a lot, I never once saw this as being suggested. Um, you know, I think it would be pretty well shouted down if someone suggested that this is of the devil. Um, and that's probably because of their own personal investment in it you know this is something that they enjoy researching and they don't want to see that possibility um, but I think those of us who are open-minded thinkers would have to be open at least to that possibility I mean it, it's possible right that it, that it could be that I'm not saying that it is but we have to be open to that possibility now if it's not um, if these sightings are not demonic what could they be and the answer that I have is, I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue what they could be. But, you know, we live in, a, in an incredibly complex world. Um, and new discoveries are being made all of the time. Discoveries of things that have been around since the ages began. For example, you know, DNA has only really been discovered in the past, what, 25, 30 years. We've understood it um, and have made some discoveries in it. Yet DNA has always been a part of the human fabric of life. Uh, it's been there. It's been very well hidden. And, and science is now... Um, exploring and showing us things that we didn't know about um, and in a, on occasion there are animals that have never been known before um, whether these animals exist at the in the bottom of the sea or in some forgotten jungle uh, occasionally uh, there are new discoveries of, of uh, fish or animals that have not been seen before my point is that we live in a vast world in which everything is simply not known yet. We, we don't have all the available data uh, on the universe that we live in. And it's very possible that there are some things that we don't know yet. Uh, I think that should go without saying. So, you know, I'm, I'm always open to any possibility out there. But, you know, I think what disturbs me most about the interest in alien life is this idea that has been around for some time I mean I've, I've, I've when I started taking an interest in you know UFOs I was a teenager and uh, and I I encountered as early as, as the 70s and it probably goes back to a, a long before that is I think that there is a trend among people as looking at alien life as being pos the possible solution for our world's problems that there's some sort of intelligent being out there who might be able to show us something about the world in which we live that might save us from the troubles that we're in. It sounds like, in some ways, some people are really looking for a savior. And they see these UFOs, these aliens, almost with a religious fervor. 
You know that these people, these not people, these beings are somehow coming to save us. And so that the hope that people should have that or the hope that people should be placing in God, it seems that they're placing in an unknown being from another part of the galaxy. I mean, that's almost demonic in itself, is it not? You know, Paul once said in Galatians, if if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you, let him be accursed. In other words, Paul seemed to be suggesting that even if a non-earthly being comes to us and tries to sway us from the gospel of Jesus Christ or the confidence that we should place in God and, and, and urge us to put that confidence in something else, that that being should be accursed. And I think we should consider that a false message. So is there life outside of this planet? Is there life somewhere else? Is there extraterrestrial beings? Maybe. I don't know. The only thing I do know is that I will live with my confidence placed in God. This is Dane Kramer signing out from the Thinking Christian Podcast. See you next time.